Coming off a narrow victory over Vanderbilt, there's no chance that Missouri could possibly upset number 25 South Carolina, right? Well, it turns out Vegas believes we definitely have a chance. So let's talk about how that can possibly be true. Coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen and sending a friend to LockedOnMizzou.com for all of your pertinent links to this podcast and of course I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions apply. Well, I was reading the Power Mizzou mailbag this morning, and Zach Baby, yeah, oh baby, Zach Baby, as I like to call him at this point. No, Zach Baby says, how is South Carolina only favored by five, and how much money should I put on it? Well, if you liked it at five, Zach Baby, you're really going to like it at three and a half, where it is over at betonline.net currently. So on paper, I understand your point. Missouri has one lone victory in the SEC, a three-point win over the somewhat lowly Vanderbilt Commodores, of course. So how does that make sense? Well, if you actually go back and watched South Carolina's previous game as I did against Texas A&M, an impressive victory on paper, no doubt about it, and, and a good win. Anytime you get a win at home in the SEC, it's a good day, and certainly that Texas A&M defense is quite stout, but the offense right now for the Aggies is a mess, and in the first four and a half minutes of the game about, Texas A&M spots South Carolina a 17 to nothing lead. There was a kickoff return for a touchdown, a couple takeaways, including one of the most embarrassing botch snaps I've seen for a long time by the Aggies, and like I said, it was 17 to nothing before Texas A&M had known what had even happened. A really fired up nighttime crowd in Columbia, South Carolina, but you know what? The other victories for South Carolina, including over a reeling Texas A&M team, by the way, you had a beating, beating Kentucky without Will Levis, and overall, you just look at South Carolina other than the fact that they have, according to Football Outsiders FEI ratings, the best special teams in the country, number one with a bullet. They are number one in special teams. But when it comes to offense and when it comes to defense, well, so far the Gamecocks have been pretty average. And in fact, believe it or not, if you looked at most advanced statistics, nationally, overall, they're right there with Missouri. 53rd is Missouri in the overall FEI ranking. South Carolina, I believe, 
as I'm struggling to find them here in the rankings, I should have written this down. Nice, nice preparation, John. Way to go. But anyway, I finally found them. They're 45. So again, not a huge difference there between 53 Missouri and 45 South Carolina. Just making my point that whether you like it or not, and overall, I think uh, time will will obviously say that this is a profit making maneuver by BetOnline.net and everybody in Vegas, but. Over the long term, they're going to take these types of numbers, these types of advanced statistics, which factor in things that are more volatile, things like red zone, things like turnovers and giveaways, and yes, kickoff returns for touchdown on the opening kick. The type of play that while, as you know, if you think back to 2010, if you're a Missouri fan, my goodness, a fired up crowd was already a million times more fired up after John McGaffey returns the opening kick for a touchdown. It just felt like, at that point, Missouri was destined to win. Well, kind of like last week, I think, felt like South Carolina was destined to win after that. And plus, you just take the psychological element, the spot on the schedule. Missouri really desperate for a victory here. Now, obviously, the Gamecocks need one, too. But after a very emotional, big-time, pumped-up crowd. It's probably going to feel a little bit different against Missouri at, with a 3 o'clock kick. No light show? Come on. If the Gamecocks can't do a light show, that's kind of a big takeaway from their home field advantage in my mind, at least as somebody with massive, massive epilepsy. Now, when it comes to that South Carolina offense, which I would call somewhere between average and mediocre, a big problem there is Spencer Rattler. Because, of course, while the Aggies spotted South Carolina that 17 to nothing lead there just a few minutes into the ball game, well, in the first half, Rattler could get absolutely nothing going, really. Now, there was a two-minute drill when I thought Rattler threw a couple great passes, including one in the end zone that could have easily been caught the, the receiver, Jalen Brooks, was hurt on the play, by the way. But when it comes to Rattler, obviously the talent is there. He was a highly, highly rated, I mean elite rated high school quarterback for a reason. I, I just don't know about the decision making, the risk reward processing, and frankly just the proc, the pocket presence in general because just seems like far too often with Rattler, he likes to get outside of the pocket when really he doesn't need to. It's almost like the times when Patrick Mahomes gets a tiny bit off of his game. It's well when he starts just leaving the pocket a little too frequently. And both guys can throw on the run and make stuff happen athletically, but no matter who you are, whether you are a, a, a relatively average college quarterback or an NFL Hall of Famer, you can't make your money all game just escaping the pocket. Eventually, the defense is going to adjust to that. So that's something I would worry about with with Rattler. He also likes to really target his former teammate Stonger, the tight end from Oklahoma. He came with Rattler in the transfer portal. And really, the other thing that Rattler does very well is he throws a nice back shoulder ball, too. That's something to watch if you're Chris Abrams Drain and Ennis Rakestraw on the outside in particular. But to me, you look at Rattler, for, while he has a much bigger name than Brady Cook, the production hasn't been that much different. So that's another reason why this line may be just a surprising three and a half to you Missouri fans out there. 
And coming up, while I talked about Spencer Rattler a lot in the opening segment there, well, I actually think this game might be decided on short yardage on both sides of the ball. So let's talk about those key downs. But first, I want to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs because these days, every potential hire is truly a gamble. And you'd rather be 100% or at least as close as possible that you have the access to the best qualified candidates possible. Well, that's why you have LinkedIn Jobs because they can help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality candidates versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So while this past week against Texas A&M is the only full game I've been able to catch of South Carolina this season, sometimes there are moments that tell you the entire story without you really needing any analysis because when the Gamecocks throw the ball away on third down, up three with about 10 minutes left in the, in the ball game, well, I heard some boo birds. Not the entire stadium by any stretch of the imagination, but certainly a smattering of boo boo birds or boo cocks, I guess you should call them in this case. God, I'm clever, aren't I? But but seriously, folks, this podcast is free. I should be charging you for this stuff. Man, that's good. But that tells me all I need to know about how things are going for Spencer Rattler so far this season. Clearly, he's not living up to expectations. If I can compare his numbers in many ways to Brady Cook's, well, again, that's kind of all you need to know because a lot of Missouri fans are upset with Brady Cook. But at least I haven't heard a lot of boo birds for Brady Cook so far this season. But fortunately for Rattler and the Gamecocks, their defense comes up big and takes the ball away once again from a reeling Texas A&M Aggies team and the Gamecocks put the ball away, but mostly they pounded the ball rather impressively, by the way, with the run game. I don't know if the, the A&M defensive line was worn out or the Gamecocks were just inspired or what, but they didn't ask Rattler to do much on that final drive. It really was just all running the football, trying to run the clock and get some first downs and move the chains and get the ball into the end zone with that running game they did. But overall, you look at the numbers this season, in particular in short yardage, I think for both teams, I think we're well aware that Missouri has been less than awesome in short yardage running the football so far this season. And the statistics definitely back that up. But it turns out that South Carolina, right there with them in terms of power success rate, both teams are 100 plus about ranked in the same spot in terms of power success rate. Again, there's only 130 FBS teams, so that means they're pretty bad. You're supposed to be be able to move the line of scrimmage a little bit better than that in the SEC. Granted, you're playing SEC competition, but 
you see the point. Now, in terms of stuff rate, the opposite of this, what's your defense doing in short yardage situations? Well, South Carolina is a little bit better at 67th, right about in the middle of the pack in the country, where Missouri is 104th. I got to say that statistic shocked me because Missouri obviously has been good defensively this season. We all know that, but 104th in short yardage situations, very interesting. Now, some of that has definitely been on quarterback scrambles. I think a lot of that was against Kansas State. Certainly this includes, you know, fourth and shorts. Not every not every short yardage situation is the same if you're happen to be having fourth and inches versus fourth and twos. Well, that that is going to factor in to the noise of the statistics a little bit, but that is something to keep in mind. Maybe Missouri hasn't been quite as good in short yardage as we expect, but they've been really good at getting teams lately not in short yardage situations, getting them behind the sticks and then getting off the field on third and long. So hopefully Missouri will just keep giving us lots of that. But if we do see some short yardage situations, keep an eye on to see if the Gamecocks are able to keep those drives alive and how easily. And you know what? I almost turned off this game when the Gamecocks went up 10 with three minutes left, but you know what? I'm glad I stuck with it because Jimbo Fisher made a really interesting decision that didn't pay off, but he made the right decision anyway. I don't think it's one most coaches would have made. So let's talk about that coming up. But first, I want to tell you about sweat block. And while the temperatures are cooling down, no doubt about it here in Missouri, you're still going to have the occasional sweaty afternoon if you're like me and if it's the occasional 65, 75 degree day here in the fall, you like to get out on the golf course, well, you still don't want to pit yourself out. My God, they might kick you out of the country club for that. We can't have that nonsense. That's almost as bad as wearing denim on the course. But you know what? We're going to avoid all, all faux pas, fashion, sweat, or otherwise with the help of sweat block because these sweat wa- these sweat block wipes easy for me to say were featured and tested on the Rachel Ray show by firefighters so by golly if it's good enough for a firefighter I think it's good enough for me out on the golf course so if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or or odor try sweat block save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com also available on Amazon Well, as you're undoubtedly aware, the season hasn't gone perfectly for Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher so far. It's almost as if the football gods are telling Jimbo, hey, maybe don't talk crap at Nick Saban in the offseason. If you're going to come at the King, you best not miss. But I'll tell you one thing that Fisher tried to pull off. A, a long shot, speaking of a long shot, usurping Nick Saban, but another long shot, obviously, Aggies down 10, three minutes left. Unfortunately, they took a while to get down into the red zone. There was maybe 15 seconds left or so. So actually, Fisher nearly pulled off or at least correctly attempted, I would say, what many have called the Madden strategy, because this is something that video game players 
have been doing for decades, and you rarely see it actually done in real life. But in this case, this is the correct strategy. Let's just reverse engineer engineer this here. It's a 10-point game. Perhaps Maybe it might actually be a 9-point game now that I think about it. Allow me to correct myself because I believe South Carolina missed the point, but the extra point. But regardless, the situation remains the same whether it's 9 or 10 because obviously you're going to need more than a touchdown. So here's the thing. As Texas A&M's offense is sort of stalling here in the red zone, now they've got 15 seconds left. Well, let's do the math. They have to score right on this play. And I said score. I didn't say they have to score a touchdown. They just need a touchdown and a field goal. Now, most people conventionally will say, oh, well, I'll just get the touchdown first and then the field goal. But here's the problem with that. If you've only got two snaps and a kickoff essentially left in the game, well, let's say you get the touchdown. Now you recover the onside kick, which the Aggies did recover the onside kick, by the way, but they recovered it at the 50-yard line. How many college teams have a a kid who can kick a 67-yard field goal? I would say most teams don't have a guy who can get it there from 67 yards, so that just seems virtually impossible. Now, don't get me wrong, it's still virtually impossible the other way, but again, think about it. Texas A&M takes the field goal, They recover the onside kick. Now they at least have a chance to throw a Hail Mary from midfield. Even if they have a quarterback who can't quite get the ball to the end zone, heck, we saw Appalachian State pull one in about five yards short, run it in against North Carolina for the win right at the buzzer earlier this season. So again, I'll take my chances there over a field goal that physically cannot get over the crossbar. You go from 0% chance of winning to 0.01% chance of winning, I suppose. Yeah, it's still not much, but at least it's not nothing. So hats off to Jimbo Fisher for at least giving his his team the best chance to win, even if it wasn't much. By the way, one week from this coming Monday, the Missouri basketball opener against Northern Indiana just got an email from the athletic department saying that there will be $5 tickets to that basketball opener again a week from this coming Monday. Hey, five bucks. You can do a lot worse than that. So if you're interested, definitely check them out. MUTigers.com, Ticketmaster, wherever you find finer tickets. And speaking of all that jazz, well, if you want to find another finer podcast Along with this one right here, you got to check out Locked On Sports today. The take of the day, everything from the previous day and night in sports. It's just what you expect from Locked On, a tight recap of what you want. Well, this one covers the big stuff nationally, so you got to check out Locked On Sports today, wherever you get finer podcasts, and also on YouTube as well. So, Until next time, and that'll be tomorrow here on Locked On Mizzou, another Locked On crossover Thursday with the guys from Locked On Gamecocks. I'll see you then right here on Locked On Mizzou.